Hey folks, it's race time at the House of Kraus. I'm Richard Kraus, welcome. Today we're going to have a look at a movie called Race. It's the story of Jesse Owens, the greatest and most famous athlete in track and field history. Uh, it's the story of his early career in the Ohio State races that made him a legend, but it's also about how an African-American runner stared down Hitler and won. A young guy named Stefan James uh, plays Jesse Owens in this film. We'll talk to him in just a little while. Uh, you know him from shows like the new Degrassi show, and, and, and a ton of other stuff. He's been in a few movies, including Selma. He has a future, and I'm gonna talk all about him uh, very soon. First up, though, Jason Sudeikis. Now, Jason Sudeikis was on Saturday Night Live for eight seasons, uh, most notably, in my mind anyway, wearing a red tracksuit and doing kind of like the running man dance behind uh, the main action in the What's Up With That skit. That's the thing I remember him for. I don't know if that's the thing he wants to be remembered for, but really funny and, uh, and good stuff. So that's Jason Sudeikis there. We've also seen him in Horrible Bosses, Horrible Bosses Part Two, and lots of other things. In Race, he plays Larry Snyder, the coach that sort of motivates and pushes Jesse Owens uh, all the way up to the stare down with Hitler. So we had a conversation about that we had a conversation about uh, creating the role, finding the role, and then just a look at the other kinds of roles that Jason Sudeikis is taking on these days. Congratulations on the movie. Thank you. Thanks. So, Larry Snyder, there's not a lot really of archival material, not a lot written about him. What would you ask him if you could sit him down for five minutes? Oh God, that's a great question. What, how, has he seen the movie? Uh, are you he, are you mad about, at me? He's so, about to go see the movie, okay, but he okay. hasn't seen it. Okay, then, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. My 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 involvement uh, is is excluded from this from this opportunity to speak to this man. God, what would I ask him? Such a good question, man. Um, What did you love about Jesse? Yeah. I guess, what do you love about him? Like, I, I'd just be curious to know. Because I know what I love about him. He's, it's sad about it. Because, boy, that's deep, dude. That's, that you know. Well, it's, a, it, it's an interesting one. Because I look at the character, and I see someone who, I think, what did you call him? He was an accidental non-racist. Which is Jesse's quote about Which him. Which is Jesse's yeah, yeah, quote yeah, Just to him, give right? credit where credit is due, yeah. And, and I hope so, it's not being misrepresented as my own quote because it's from the man. Yeah, <laughs> it's from the man. But, which was a profound gift and that was one that's not in the script and obviously, but, but is one that Stephen Hopkins shared with me when we first met. But yeah, keep going. So I, I would have thought you'd, you might say, well, how is it Growing up there, mm -hmm. you know, being there at in you know the, at the time nineteen thirties, how were you not a racist? What what was it in your makeup and in your background that that allowed you to walk to break free of that? Yes, yeah, that I think I know the answer to. Or at least I know it for me. I yeah. knew I, like I knew it for me when reading it. Like for me, it's 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 about it's about the work like you, you know if, if there's one thing that 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 I think Larry learns once he's you know at, at, at one point there in the, in the film starts to actually be mentored by Jesse in a weird way it's when he you know I know you don't see me you know it doesn't no, he's not saying this directly but I know you don't see me as a black athlete but you're only seeing me as an athlete like I, yeah I've got I didn't know you had a daughter yeah you never asked like that's the mo that's when the tables turn and it's that it's that moment where Jesse being you know strong enough human enough to speak his truth 
regardless of race and 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 the issue of um, uh, of of you know coach athlete like all that tossed aside all that noise to quote Larry uh, tossed aside just man to man you know you don't you don't deal with me yeah like it's like be here run this go stop like what about this what about right. this dude and I, I I I love that I love that that the, and that's where the relationship I I think is fused and it forges ahead from there uh, and and it's really a um, yeah it's for some reason, I feel like it's because of Larry's focus on the task at hand that that has him being that accidental non-racist. You know, like, but, and that's why I would want to know what he loved about him. I think, in, in, you know, in, in defense of the, the question that eventually came to me was because, I, 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 I that's that's what I I'd, I'd want to know. I'd want, and and, I'm, and I hope it's a vague enough question that he'd go on for a while. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Although he seems like he might be a man of few words, you that's know, right. uh, which is one of the ways that Larry and I think and I differ. Well, there's a, there's a great exchange in the film where you say something like, "So you know, we're going to go to Berlin," and and Jesse says, uh, "I hear they don't like black people in Berlin very right. much, yeah. or in Germany very much." He goes, "Well, yeah. you don't like them very much here in in yeah. Columbus yeah. either." Yeah, exactly. And so I mean, I think it speaks to that that he was looking. Uh, beyond the race, I mean, he was able to speak to it, yeah. but it didn't affect. It, it, it wasn't something that he gave it a great deal of thought. Yeah, about. and yet at the same point, you know, towards you know when Jesse throws, you know, gets thrown up against the wall by me, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're white, you don't have to. That's 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 speaking without using the buzzword of white privilege. Right. That's speaking towards that, and and there is there is fault in anyone who who doesn't, you know, <laughs> um, accept that difference. But at the same time, when it's just like. They're they're both very fortunate uh, to have been you know born in America versus in the middle of the ocean you know uh, uh, and yes one was born white one was born black but at the end of the day like you know when it's just soul and bones uh, despite people's ignorance and 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 own personal hatred which led maybe to the hatred of other people uh, you know it's 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 a beautiful sentiment to to not to not view someone that way even though even though i can understand the argument that like well you still have to deal with it it's like absolutely and that is one way that larry i think was not as evolved as maybe his techniques and innovations as a coach or his accidental non-racism right. what you know is the difference between you know uh uh, then and now, you know, it's one that it was oh, just nice to have an accidental non-racist. <laughs> then to be an accidental non-racist now would be, I think, the more the merrier. But at the right. same time, it, it you, you can't take yourself out of the conversation, but just by saying, um, well, I don't see it that way. I don't think about it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. well, you should think about it because it's being thought about. Yeah, you know, uh, it doesn't mean you know you have to do X, Y, and Z, but but it, you should, it should at least be part of your thought process. Yeah, this movie, I mean, just by the name, I mean, mm -hmm. the name's obviously, you know, it has a double meaning. Sure, There's races yeah. in the film, and it's about race, um, but it, it, it addresses those issues. Yeah. And, I mean, in a, in a fairly, you know, weighty way. I would, I would say I agree, yeah. And, and I think even though the film is set in... I mean, we go through about 28 or 29 months, I think, so mm -hmm. we're looking at, like, 1933 or four or something, probably mm -hmm. at the beginning... Um, it still feels fairly timely. Totally, and I thought I thought it was timely based on the discrimination against homosexuals in the Russian Olympics. Right. I was like, how? Re I mean, the, the, you know, boycott was being thrown around then too, and 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 you know, and the amateurs being politicized. All, all you know, even though we have uh, you know uh, several professionals obviously that play now too. Um, so low, no way could we have anticipated upon the release of the film how it would 
coincide and harmonize with the conversations and the dialogue going on now. Yeah. And you're a sports guy. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. an athlete in yeah. high in, school and college. Yeah. While I went, yeah. And Basketball so, was my sport. Yeah. And, and this role is a little different for you. I think that's sure. safe to say. Safe it's to a, say, yeah. Like Definitely. first dramatic, really dramatic role that yeah. I can remember. Right. Yeah. And so was it that, you know, the, the athleticism of the story? Was it the social commentary of the story? Was it the, you know, the, the fact that you get to play a real guy, but bring something of yourself to that? Or was it a combo of all those things that brought you to this? It really was a combo. I mean, at Second City, we were always sort of taught to have, you know, a point of view behind the comedy. Like, as right. much as I love just, you know, jokes on goal and just go, 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 comedy, 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 I, I, I have a tendency to sort of look... A, for something a little bit deeper that's going on. It just as a, a spine by which the jokes to fall off of, right. you know, like, um, or branch off of, I should say. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna keep spine as a metaphor, <laughs> you know, that doesn't make any sense otherwise. Um, and so so this film was obviously, I mean, from the title down, like you're saying, was was, was clear with, with what it was. So for, for me, it was like, it was it was all those things, but the fact that it didn't lean on any one of them, that it was bigger than just a sports film, that it was that it wasn't, um, uh, uh, you know, pontificating yeah. uh, that that both that we got to see that that he, we we didn't treat Jesse with kids gloves and only as an icon. Right. You know, I think in this modern day and age, it's important to see you know these heroes. We can't just have all our heroes you know with giant hammers and capes like yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you know machines that they live inside. I, I think that that is you know while good for people's box office and and you know and stock. You know, stock options. Uh, I, I don't know how good it is for for you know, uh, you know, little boys and girls to think that's the only way they can be a hero. So the fact that we got to show this icon and the hum the humanity behind him, you get to see him warts and all. You get to see his petulance, his arrogance. You get to see his indecision. You get to see him making the horrible you know uh, missteps as as a as a husband and yeah. a father. And yet, all through those 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 you know that adversity within himself, having the humility and the integrity to correct those mistakes is is more of a heroic thing than than or I would argue just as heroic yeah. as as winning you know whipping you know Hitler's you know buns <laughs> for for four gold medals you know uh, it it really is a, a, a true heroic story and and it was it was the responsibility for that story that story being far far from inconsequential and then a character that I knew my father w would love. Like right. and he's alive. I don't mean right. to sound like he, speak to him like he's not, but just like I would like. Oh, my dad would love. We would have sat next to each other like we sat and watched, you know, Gene Hackman and Hoosiers, yeah, or, yeah. or or you know Kevin Costner and like Bull Durham or Untouchables. Uh, for me to be a, a guy that gets to be a you know uh, a smartass in a fedora, <laughs> uh, talking to like talking trash to you know ignorant racists. Yeah. I mean, my dad would, you know, I could, I could just see him be like, there, that's great, you know, like, it, regardless of it being me and the fact yeah. that it was possibly going to be me was, yeah. I'm very, very excited to, to, both my parents, but, but just my dad and I went to go see movies like that all the time, you know, that's like cool. Gene Hackman and Mississippi Burning or something, yeah, yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. It's cool to be able to sort of bring it back and sort of make the work mean something on a personal level in that way too. Yeah, I have to. I don't know any other way to do it. I mean, all the comedies I have that exact same sort of uh, ability to do. It's less interesting, I think, to some people to talk about comedy in such a, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know, is it obnoxiously erudite in such a, like, a, yeah. you know, like, again, I don't want to pontificate, but, but you know, comedy to those that I have kept company with and have been, you know, taught by all my life is, is serious business. And so, well, you know, you it's interesting to, to get to talk about a serious film in a serious way because it's the way I could have talked about any of the other movies I've done, truthfully. Well, I think that 
um, the reason that comedians make good, I mean, this is sort of old, you know, ground that's been covered a million times, yeah. but the reason that comedians make good dramatic actors frequently mm -hmm. is that they have to really get inside the material and understand the material in a way that dramatic actors do, obviously, too, mm -hmm. but there's there's a connection that, that comedians have to material, I yeah. think, that's different. Yeah. And um, you mentioned Second City. I think of um, a guy's name, Del Close, yeah, of course. who always said, work at the top of your intelligence. Yep, he said and, it to me, yeah. Did he? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had it as a teacher, yeah. Oh, he said it. I mean, that's, it's such a, like, when I read that, whenever it was, I've never met him. Yeah. When I read that 100 years ago, I thought to myself, there's kind of a bar to be set. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. A bar to be set um, for kind of everything. Like, you know, we could come around and, and goof around and do the little jokey interview if you wanted to do Sure, that, right. But I'd rather not. Yeah. Me too at this point, especially for this film. Yeah. Like, you know, I've said no to all sorts of press, but then I'm like, that's not right for this film. Yeah. Like, this is, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than Stefan. It's bigger than the movie. It's about, yeah. it's Jesse. It's like, it's it's Jesse and what he did, what he accomplished with all these people, all these people that he bumped into and in the way that, that the, the those combination of events allowed for, you know, uh, a, a disgusting, you know, uh, uh, Ideal ideology to be to have a global shift of consciousness. I mean, we all sort of understand the absolute evil now, but at that point, the, even ignorance w was lending itself to the to the evils in the world. So, yeah. I you know that makes sense. My other favorite thing about my favorite uh, uh, Del Close quote that I, I use often, and it's a little tricky, so I, I don't want to make sure I get it right. Is too, and I and I feel like he maybe didn't come up with this one, but keep, but play the top of your intelligence was definitely one, and, and one that, that I believe in 100 uh, percent was to love. Uh, the art in yourself more than yourself in the art, right. and right. and that's something that I believe you know not to be again overly uh, convenient, but um, one that I that that I think you know both both Jesse and 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 the, the little that you know I've got to work with him, but Stefan you know embodies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like it's 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 speaking towards that noise. You know, if you, if you just if you're if you're more interested in being getting credit for. Having done it versus having done it, the, the the awards versus the reward of the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I I have a tendency to to value more the reward of of, of the opportunity than than the award for having done it. And is this a, a direction that we can more expect from you, or is it going to be you know this fluid thing that you will choose just the best of what comes to you, whether it's, it's that it's that to you know without cutting me to cut you off I, yeah it's that I mean it's all it's ever been to this point I, I was just uh, saying to the woman earlier that if you would have told me two weeks prior to being hired at SNL I would have, would have you know knocked you upside the head so you know I thought you were playing with my emotions you yeah, know yeah. who are you from the future like what are you talking about <laughs> like I wouldn't have believed you and 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 I think that in, ignorance innocence you know uh, humility whatever that whatever that is I don't know how to define it from within myself but whatever that that is uh, maybe it's fear of success. Who knows? But <laughs> that being said, whatever it is, um, I'd rather be on that journey versus having expectations right. and then then them being not met. Do I have goals? Do I have dreams? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's a uh, it's never as conscious as the perception that you, you sometimes see the, the the you know the that snarky bulletin board in the sky of the internet may may perceive like okay so did you call and say you want to do a drama yeah, right. like yeah I want to wear a fedora and <laughs> and and throw Jesse Owens against the wall do we have anything like that <laughs> CAA no it's like it's like it shows up and you read it and then you connect to it and then my job is to know can I help this like right. and and am I am I concerning myself with with the opportunity to like wear the hat and right. and, and and say cool stuff you know or is it about the story and for me 
it always has been, and you know, as as Charles Foster King is my witness, may, may those may these Declaration of Principles maintain throughout the rest of my life. <laughs> Do you think that because you live in New York, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that living in New York sort of gives you enough? Of sort of a buffer from what happens in Los Angeles that you were able to maintain that kind of attitude? I think it comes from within. I yeah. think because I know I have the great number of friends that, that maintain it in Los Angeles as right. well. You know, like there, there's something about just, you know, putting your head down and just doing the work. And, yeah. and uh, I, I'm probably, when I'm out in LA, I'm probably more aware of what's going on, like deadline.com. And, yeah, yeah. and, and, and there's so many more billboards. You know, you, you know we get a, a fair number of them in the subways, but, but nothing like they have in, in LA. Um, but that it was a conscious choice, you know, for us to to to, to uh, raise our child, you know, uh, out in New York. We have family there. Uh, if 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 you're lucky enough to uh, to travel uh, as much as you know Olivia and I have throughout our lives and and continue to based on work, then then New York is really really feels more like the center of everything. Yeah. You know, unless unless you're working in Hawaii all the time, which <laughs> doesn't seem like a bad gig. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's it's it's. Uh, it's nice. There's all. Lauren has a great quote where in New York, there's always someone more important than you, you know. Yeah. And that and that's humbling. And that's a humility that that uh, I think uh, as 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 a Canadian like Lauren and as a Midwesterner, which the, the similarities that overlap there, ego wise, uh, it, it it resonates with me. It resonates with Olivia. And and you know, may may he, you know, may resonate with our little boy too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah. never know. You know, we're keeping an eye on. <laughs> That was Jason Sudeikis. He plays Larry Snyder. I think next time we see him on the big screen, much different kind of movie, Mother's Day, starring opposite Kate Hudson and Jennifer Aniston and Erin uh, Brockovich herself, Julia Roberts. Stephen James is a Canadian actor, a Toronto guy, uh, who is about to make a splash for himself. So when we did this interview, he was sitting in a hotel room. I walked into the hotel room. He's sending a text or he's doing something on his phone. So I sit for a moment and I'm kind of looking around the room and in the back of the room behind him, there's a big poster for the movie Race. And the poster is essentially his face uh, in the stance position, the start position that they use uh, when these, these foot races begin. So I'm looking at that, I'm looking at him, I'm looking at that, and damn if he doesn't look like a movie star already. He's 22 years old, he's got a fair amount of experience on shows like How to Be Indie and Degrassi and things like that. Uh, film is a little bit more limited for him, he's made a couple of indies, most notably the movie Selma. Uh, this movie though shows what he can do. This movie shows that he can carry a movie. Uh, so we started off talking about this poster, looking at the poster, looking at him, looking at the poster. Here's how the conversation started. This is pretty cool. It's man. epic, right? Does it kind of blow your mind? Totally, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I pinch myself every time I look at it. You know, every time I look at the trailers, the commercials, uh, it's still very weird to me. It's not something that I've um, been able to settle in with at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Have you seen the movie on the big screen yet? I have. You have, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's your what's your takeaway from it? Like, what, what what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. The first time it was a little blurry for me. You know, it's always weird watching yourself for the first time uh, in a new film and a new project. But um, you know, watching it the second time, I definitely you know saw a little bit of a different perspective and was able to really appreciate it. I'm very very excited about it. Are you able to, when you're watching yourself, because this happens to me when I see myself on television, mm -hmm. I kind of can almost 
like divorce myself. Like it's like I'm not watching myself. Really? Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, and, and and I can watch it. And and you know, when I first started on TV, I used to watch to make sure that I was you know sit. I don't know whatever. Like that I wasn't you know mm-hmm. doing the wrong right, things. Right. Right. Uh, but now I kind of I, I can almost sit and watch it and and like I can learn something from that guy on yeah. the screen. Well, you probably you probably been on TV longer than I have. <laughs> Doing so, the movies, you yeah. know. So you're probably much more used to seeing yourself in that way uh, than even I am. But um, you know, it's it's always a little it's always a little weird. But I know as an actor that I have to watch it. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's the only way you can really get better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Jesse Owens is a legend. Jesse Owens is a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the was there pressure for you taking on this part? Because there are still people alive that knew him, I guess, yeah. very likely right, family. Right. So mm-hmm. what was your feeling on all? Yeah, that? of course. I mean, it's it's one thing to be leading your own film, mm-hmm. be number one on that call sheet, know you have the biggest workload. Um, know that there's millions of dollars and and ideas on your head. Um, It's another thing to play Jesse Owens. You know, (laughs) the icon, the the man, the myth, the legend. Um, You know, a guy who who is not only, you know, such a pivotal person in American history, but world history, Mm -hmm. really. Um, You know, so for me, I knew I had my work cut out for me. Um, you know the pressure was there obviously he's not alive but his his family is alive and have been very much involved in this film since the beginning process uh, really the script writing stages long before I was involved and uh, and uh, so yeah there's a certain responsibility to play a real character of course but um, the great Jesse Owens is a, is a whole nother um, whole nother thing yeah yeah and uh were you aware of the story? Did you know, or in detail? I mean, I think we all know the story mm-hmm, a little bit, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. how much did you know about Jesse Owens before very you little. the script? Yeah. Very, very little. You know, when I got that call after making a Jesse Owens biopic, honestly, I scratched my head a little bit. Like, yeah. well, Jesse, he won, he won those gold medals, right? Yeah. Well, how many did he win again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know how many he won or where he won them or under what circumstances right. um, or when this all took place. Yeah. Um, so for me... Uh, you know, after reading the script and and uh, and researching his life a little bit, finding out a backstory, I was literally blown away. You know, blown away that this had taken place. Um, you know, almost eighty years ago, um, and and really, I just felt compelled to be a part of the project in any capacity, really. Um, but of course, I was elated to audition to play Jesse and to yeah. get the role. Yeah. So you've got the the. Uh, work cut up for you to play Jesse Owen, yeah. but you're also playing him in 1932, like two, thirty-three, thirty-four, right, right, like right. in and around mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. So there's period things that you sure. had to learn as well. Yeah. How did you do research for that? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you read books, you see footage, and you know, there's a great film called Olympia, who Lenny yeah. Riefenstahl yeah. directed about these these games, um, and you know, it sort of gives you a good perspective of, um, you know, what that time was like in Berlin and and at those games. Um, I had to learn about what. America was like uh, in the 1930s, in the middle of the Great Depression. Um, you know what Jesse was like in his circumstances back then. Um, but it's really a credit to our director. You know, he knew much more um, about those times and about Jesse and his life even than I did, or you know, Jason did, and right. anyone telling the story. So he really helped paint a picture for us right. about what that was like. And. Uh, and uh, we certainly used him uh, a lot to, you know, to, to help us for sure. And you say there were people that knew him that mm-hmm. were on the set. Did you talk to them? Did you get 
uh, feedback from them? Well, his daughters. Really? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his daughters. His daughters, you know, been involved in the whole thing, really. And there's so much you can find about uh, the athlete he was. You see all these videos of him yeah. leaving people in the dust. But yeah. you see very little about the man he was, yeah. the person he was, the husband he was. Uh, the humanitarian he was. So the daughter's like the little baby we first meet in the movie, exactly, probably, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, his yeah. eldest daughter, Gloria. And, uh, you know, people like her have just been instrumental, you know, me to, you know, sort of fill in all the gaps, uh, you know, and put a face behind this, this hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And can you think of something that you might have specifically learned from her? Mm-hmm. Um, well, all three of them really, you know, really, I never really had to asked them it wasn't direct questions yeah yeah we just would sort of talk and they spoke a lot about their father they loved their father very much um really testament to the type of guy he was uh to them he was just daddy you know they didn't see him as famous he didn't speak about these games um you know he's very family oriented uh like i said a big humanitarian a guy who loved people exuded love um was colorblind and and would give anything you know uh for people he loved, especially his children. And um, and so for me, that was very, very helpful because I was able to just get a, a feel for his personality, right. him on a more personal level. You know, who knows him better than his own children? Yeah, yeah. So uh, incredible for me to have them to fill in the gaps. Uh, if you could ask him anything, if he yeah. was in the room here today and you could ask him anything, what would it be? I would probably ask him if he knew if he knew that what he did would resonate with people for as long as it has and that 80 years from now we'd be making a film about his life I think it'd be really interesting to just get a feel for how he felt about what he had done at the time and you know if he knew the impact it would have on the world so long after the movie I was just talking to Jason and and the movie is set in 1933-34, but it feels timely to me. A lot of the the subjects that it addresses Mm -hmm. um, still feel very timely to Mm me. Was that something that resonated with you when you were looking through the script, or were you looking at this going, you know, this is a huge responsibility to play this man, and, you know, that's what I'm going to focus on, or do you see it like maybe a larger picture? Yeah, I never really thought of it like that, honestly, Um, you know. It was before all this dialogue, Oscar's so white and yeah. all that sort of stuff and all that stuff. People Black Lives about. Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, all, yeah. Before all that stuff, he finished his film in 2014. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's so, been a long so time. So it's been a while. It's hey. been a long wow. time. Wow. Um, so it's not something I considered in telling this story. I yeah. honestly just tried to be truthful to the story. Right. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't um, tell it from the perspective of, what's going on in the world today you have to just tell it for what it for what it is and, yeah. and be in the moment and live in the moment and that's what it, that's what it was for me what's it like having a movie i mean it happens right it happens a lot that movies you know can take a while to to come out what's it like having a movie that you know people are gonna like that it's your face is all over it that you, and you gotta sit there and wait it, i mean it's it's tough it's, <laughs> it's tough i gotta say you know it's like you know, you know, you put so much work into it and you just try and be patient because, you know, not only is it an, an exciting uh, story, um, you know, for people to now finally be able to relive 80 years later, but um, it's also an opportunity for me to show people my work and yeah. all the work I put in, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's a level of patience you certainly have to, to take, but I'm glad it's coming out, man. I'm glad it's coming out soon. Or you know, we're out everywhere next week, and I couldn't. I really couldn't be happier. There must have been some sleepless nights, or just like oh, totally, yeah, totally, man. Yeah, yeah. But again, 
anytime, uh, anytime now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so the, so much of the film is made up of, of the racing, the actual, like we see Jesse yeah. doing the races. Um, what kind of training did you do? You're, you're in good shape. You can mm-hmm. tell that. Mm-hmm. But were you actually like doing the running? I mean, yeah, of you, course. You were, but, of course. but were there any, like, were people running sl- a little slower behind you? Or were you actually just going uh, full out? I was more? going full out. Every time we went, we went 150%. Yeah. You know, we couldn't afford to just have the camera rolling and me running and wasting energy for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything I did was 150%. And uh, most of the athletics you see in the film is me, probably about 99% of it. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure the director had the freedom to shoot from whatever angle he wanted to. Um, but also just a process thing. You know, if I'm playing the fastest man on the planet, I want to do it myself. <laughs> I want to go through it myself. So, um, and I want to look believable, right? So I, I really had to go into my training and, and uh, you know, I had to start with conditioning. I'd never done track, so I had to learn how to run fast, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a sprinter. Um, and then I had to learn how to run like Jesse because his running style is so unique. It's right. so particular. Um, I knew I couldn't cut any corners when I was concerned. Uh, too many people who know and love Jesse, so uh, I had to make sure I was being truthful to that and paying attention to the small, the small details. And how long before you actually started shooting did you start working on it? About two months. Really? Two yeah. months beforehand and then three months of filming. So really I was just in this, in this uh, whirlwind for like five months. Five months. Mm-hmm. And were you athletic before that? Were you like in school? Were you yeah, on yeah, yeah. basketball? Grew, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew like up that? on basketball, volleyball. Um, but again, never track. I, I was wasn't unfamiliar with being athletic and agile. Well, you grew up here, right? And, and track isn't as big a thing here, right? Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm, think you know, mm-hmm. I, like basketball for sure. You yeah. know, uh, football to a certain extent, but yeah. not even as big as it is in the U.S. But track's not as huge here, I don't think. No, 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 yeah. no. So again, a new world for me. And I, I couldn't train how track and field athletes train today. I had to train how he trained in, 19, in the 1930s. Oh. You know, Jesse was running in very specific shoes. Right. These leather shoes. Terrible. Shoes. They looked like ballet slippers or They're something. They're terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. Um, and they had, you know, very flat soles and and you know, like three inch spikes at the bottom of them and you, you're blown away at it. You know, like, how did he run in these? Every single day, no socks, ran on a dirt track. Yeah. Nowadays, athletes are in these high-tech shoes and and uh, run on turf right. you know what I'm saying so uh, it's really interesting to see and, and uh, really I'm interested to see uh, I'd be interested to see how Jesse would, would fare against a Usain Bolt or a right. Justin Gatlin today under the same conditions but I think he'd leave them in the dust yeah yeah I mean it, it's funny because there are those moments in the film where it's just like there's one sequence where he's like hey there's another gold record and there's another yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. another world record and you're like this can't be true right but it was mm-hmm. very true yeah his story is mind blowing it's yeah. mind blowing even though you know what's going to happen you're still on the edge of your seat and, yeah. and enthralled by um, just the way it's all unfolding yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's next for you? So in, in the year, since you're doing more than that now, whatever it is in the year, and if that, um, what have you been doing? Yeah, I've done a couple of indie films. Um, a pilot that was just a pilot. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so you know, now I'm just looking forward to getting this thing out, pumping it out. I've been doing a lot of press for this. Yeah. Um, you know, other opportunities are on the table, but I'm sort of, I've always been very careful with my work, so yeah. I'm just taking time. I'm, yeah. You I'm got time. Riding it out. You're 22 years old. Exactly. You got time. Riding it out, letting yeah. this thing come out, see what else happens, and I don't know, hopefully I can get something good going. I want to I wanna play Spider-Man. Yeah? I think that'd be dope. Yeah? You're a comic book uh, yeah. fan? Yeah, I love yeah. comic books. And, and why Spider-Man? Um... I've always wanted to play a superhero, but I think Spider-Man is just so... He's so cool. He's so unassuming. Right. 
um, I don't know, I think I can relate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got the athleticism that will go exactly. along with that, with that end of it, right? Exactly. And the dramatic part is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it'd be fun. You know what? You just have to tell enough people, right? You mentioned it in enough yeah. interviews, and eventually... I, I gotta say it. I gotta say it. It circulates. circles around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. That's all. We reached the finish line in our look at race. It's playing in theaters right now. My thanks to Jason Sudeikis, to Stefan James, uh, and to you, most of all, for coming back to the House of Krauss every week and joining us. You know, it wouldn't be any fun to talk to these people unless you were here to listen to the conversation. So I really appreciate it. Come back every Monday. Uh, maybe one of your favorites will stop by because really at the House of Krauss, you never know who's going to stop by for a visit. <laughs>